The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. Welcome to Brown Table Talk. I am DC Marshall, founder and CEO of diverseandengaged.com. I am a DEI thought leader, LinkedIn top voice, and I'm here with my co-host, Mita. Hey there, Mita. Hey there, D. I'm Mita Malik. I'm a LinkedIn top voice, a business leader, a mom, and now an author. My new book, Reimagine Inclusion, Debunking 13 Myths to Transform Your Workplace, is available on Amazon to pre-order right now. And so Mita and I started Brown Table Talk as a place to spill the tea on the hard truths women of color face in their workplaces. From my perspective as a Black woman and for Mita, her view as a South Asian woman. And so what we do here at the table is we unpack. We unpack it all. We don't leave any juicy details out of the stories, but then we convert the stories and at the end share tips you need on not how to survive, but how to thrive in organizations wherever you are. All right. So Mita, what are we talking about on this show? Okay, Dee. So today we are talking about the following. Help, my boss is sabotaging my career. Help, my boss is sabotaging my career. So we always have juicy stories. We've got some tea to spill and we've got the tips at the end. But Dee, this has come up in my DMs a few times. We have an amazing community. Thank you, Brown Table Talk community. We have women of color who join every week. And we have so many allies who are listening in. As Dee says, they're ear hustling. They are having access to conversations they would never have access to normally. And so what many people don't realize, and we were talking to the LinkedIn Podcast Network about it, a lot of people don't feel comfortable publicly responding to the things we're talking about because they're afraid their boss or employer might see it. So they're sending us messages. So this idea of a boss sabotaging your career has come up a few times. And some of the themes are promised promotions that don't happen, creating false narratives about an individual or gossiping behind their back, blocking them for other opportunities, which has happened to me. So... That's what we're going to unpack. Of course, I have a story, D, but I wanted your reaction to what you just heard. Yeah, you know, we need to talk about this because in our work at Diverse and Engage, I'm recalling recently some insight about managers not approving, let's say, training. Ooh, and I yep. think there is a direct correlation about what we're talking about. Like that's more of a very like specific thing that is often happening, but it it falls under this umbrella of help. My boss is sabotaging because when I saw that, I'm like, uh, okay, there's sabotage that's happening here. So I want to talk about this and you're right. We need to talk about it in this way because folks can't talk about it publicly on LinkedIn. They can't like, they can't even like 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 once we put it out, it's, you know, it just for other people, it just creates a whole, you know, situation that we don't want folks to have here. So, all right, let let me hear your story because you always have the best stories. 
that's why we do this podcast, D, so we can have these conversations. This is why we do Roundtable Talk podcast. So D, at some point in my career, I had left marketing. D knows all the stories. They're just buried deep in her head. But no, this is so some point in my career. I transitioned from marketing into being a chief diversity officer, from marketing executive to chief diversity officer. And then I decided, I think I want to go back to marketing. Always a marketer, forever a marketer. So I was at the time having discussions with the leader I reported into. Person had my back, was supportive. Next year, let's start looking at assignments. This is great. This business unit could use your help. We might acquire this business. All these really productive conversations. And so over the course of time, let's say ahead of something opened up and I saw the announcement that DC Marshall got it. And so I would go to this former boss and I would say, well, oh, like I would have loved to apply for that. Oh yeah, that's not your job yet. Don't worry, yours is coming. And this happened a few times, but I was trusting of this individual. I'll never forget a new CEO comes in and I meet with the CEO and I have a follow-up conversation. And this is the first time loved the CEO. He said to me, I have to tell you that no one on the executive team has any knowledge or knew that you wanted to take on a marketing leadership role. This is the first time we're hearing about it. So all this time, I had trusted the boss who I thought had my interests, my best interests at heart, had kept saying to me, oh, yes, you can go back and do a marketing executive role. Don't worry about that. I'm having those conversations on your behalf. And the whole time was not doing it, had no intention and wanted me to stay where I was. And if I had not done, had the strategic introduction, as Dee would say, someone in the organization made a strategic introduction. I met with the new CEO. And then follow-up career conversation. And he was the first person, honestly, to tell me that. Wow. You know, that's so frustrating. It's frustrating, I think, because of the trust. I think there's a trust breach. I think that's the sore spot here. Like, if we have to really tease it out, the sabotage is when there's a breach of trust of executive or your reporting up structure or even the relationship. And you trust that folks are going to look out for you or not even look out. It's just do their job. Actually, this is this is not even look out, but this is do your job. Do girl. your job. Do your, do your job. job. Like, because let's play the reverse. Like if I am the owner of that enterprise or if I'm the CEO, I'm expecting that executive leader to do their job and let me know about Mita or the talent that we have in the organization. So this is not about hook a sister up. This ain't, you know, this ain't that. Okay. This is do your job. There's people here and we need great talent. So anyway, let me get off of my, my soapbox here. Let's identify why people sabotage someone's career. Okay, we've talked about this. When you go from office pet to office threat, which we did not coin, but that was in an earlier season that we talked about that. Jealous, envy. So start to, the boss starts to sabotage your career, perceives you as a threat. Then there is, I think, a second category of talent hoarding. They actually don't have any interest in letting you go. They want you to stay right where you are so you can do their work. They have no interest in growing you. 
And then I think there's the third, which I believe is more this idea of people don't want to give the tough feedback. So they're unintentionally sabotaging your career. Like they're not telling you the truth. So they keep lying to your face and saying, don't worry, don't worry, I'm going to take care of this when they actually aren't going to do anything. But that's their easy way out to what they perceive as avoid conflict. I'm sure there's more areas, but those are the three that come to mind for me in my career when I've seen I've either been the target of career sabotaging by a former manager or I've witnessed it happen to other people. And I will say, this is the Brown Table Talk podcast. We're here to serve women of color. Thank you for the allies listening as well. But I will say, I don't want to say that this happens more to women of color. I don't know that. I just know that with the women I know, women of color and I know, and myself and my story and your clients, as you know, this career sabotaging happens a lot to us. Yeah. Allies right now are saying, or no, I'm not going to say what they're saying or thinking, but here's what I imagine. Is it sabotaging or is it just not being helpful to advance your career? Like that could be another, another thought. We know it to be sabotage, right? But there's another side of the coin that is it, am I sabotaging or I'm just not, some may say I'm just not helping. And some would say I'm not helping. Some would say, are they even aware? Again, let me do the disclaimer. I'm not here to defend my other friends. I'm not. I'm not here to defend them because what I'm going to say is it's going to sound like a defense. It's another perspective. You're just providing another perspective. There you go. There you go. Another perspective could be some leaders and managers don't have it in them. Some leaders and managers, right, just blind. They don't have it in them and they really shouldn't be leading, right? That is a perspective. But because our perspective is me as a Black woman, me to view as a South Asian woman, no, when it's us, somehow our experiences, the threat, the the diminishing value, the keeper for keep us for themselves, right? Because we are serving in some kind of way. And so you're right. It is all of that. Hoarding talent. I'm going to say drawing and draining your energy. Sometimes these relationships are to borrow and co-op your genius. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's what that is. It is the borrow your energy and your genius, your IP that really belongs to the company if you're working for a company. So all of this is valid because this is our our lived experience. That's what it was in that experience. This person wanted proximity to me. They didn't want me to move off their team. You are so right. The proximity, the shine. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Take your genius. Take credit for your work. A little different than talent hoarding, but it's in there. I mean, there's the like, we're always the number two and never number one, right? Keep her at the number two level. Keep her under me, under my thumb. That's it. You were source and supply. Baby, you were the source and the supply. You were the supplier of the goods for their business unit, for the company. You were the supplier, the source and the supply of the energy, the genius. And so it's so unfortunate because there's another way. There's a better way. And I think that's the whole or an agenda of diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's for leaders who may not identify as of color. It is building relationships, meaningful, quality relationships. So you have proximity and you don't have to steal it. Oh, ouch. Did I say that out loud? Oh, darn. That's a lot. 
the point I'm trying to make, let me say this and then I'll pause. The point I'm trying to make is part of a DEI agenda, or let's just say an inclusive leadership agenda and angle is to develop high value, high quality relationship with a diverse group of people, right? You look for cognitive diversity. With that, you're going to get diverse people in terms of relationship, not in terms of workers. And I think there's this thing of sabotage. It's when they're only looking at us as workers and providers of, do you see what I'm saying? I know it's a lot, but when they, when they only look at us in that relationship where it's a servant, master servant, listen to the whole other podcast on master servant idea. We're not doing that idea that we are, yes. the idea that we're the talent versus we could just be colleagues. We could be friends. And so I'll just say for allies listening, just I think the way to do this and do better is just to make sure you are diversifying your network. So you still have access and proximity, but in a different way. And that way you don't have to hoard talent. You don't have to keep, you don't have to sabotage. The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. In the last 100 years, we've seen financial markets swing. New currencies come and go. Decades of savings lost in days all showing that a retirement plan without a guarantee, quite simply, isn't enough. So more than a retirement plan, TIAA makes you a retirement promise. A promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. A promise that pays off. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. From the minds of visionaries to the desks of disruptors, I'm Laura Schmidt, host of the Redefining Work podcast, Join me each week as we explore the new world of work through the lens of those shaping it. CEOs, HR leaders, investors, and more. Be a part of the conversation that changes everything. Subscribe to Redefining Work today. Other people's career. Yeah, two things have shown up for me. Well, let me go back to the story. So this leader in particular was quite good at manipulating and had been sabotaging my career for some time. I just didn't, hadn't recognized it. We talk about this. I didn't see the red flags or I did it. I chose to ignore them because I actually trusted and thought this person would look out for me. I'll never forget. I'm at this like really big global awards dinner, huge dinner. And I end up somehow sitting with this leader and at the time, the global CHRO. And the leader says, this is like in the, when we're just chatting and having dinner and then we're about to get up for some reception afterwards. And this leader says to the global CHRO, he says, did you know Mita wants to go back to marketing and become general manager? Do you know that's what she wants to do next? And the global CHRO looked at him and me and said, we're not done with her yet. She's not going anywhere. She's going to stay where she is. And so he had been seeding with a number of other leaders to keep me where I was. So as I was trying to internally apply for things, it kept getting blocked because he had already had those conversations. I mean, it was, but this happens. This has not only happened to me, it happens to many, many individuals. And what I want to say to the allies listening is if you see someone, Amita, who is talented, who has genius, and she has been in the same role for three years, what are you going to do to intervene and help? Because you are all in these leadership conversations. We know, Dee, and, and you know your clients, Fortune 10, Fortune 50. Talent management is a process, and they are all sitting in rooms reviewing talent. So who is going to ask the question? 
Have we asked Mina what she wants to do next? She's been on this team for a while. She, as Dee would say, is complete. She has done what she can in this role. What are we doing to look out for her? That's what I want to see more of, because that's how we stop career sabotaging, is when each of us start thinking about, we're also worried about our own career. I always say, whose career are you looking out for other than your own? Of course, we should be worried about our own careers. But what are you going to say in that moment when you're like, well, why has Mita been on this brand for five years? Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, oh, let's go back to where I fell out. And where I fell out is when they said, she's not going anywhere. We're not done with her yet. That is, I'm glad it was shock versus trigger, but somebody is triggered by, I'm telling you, I could be, I'm not, I'm not triggered by it. But that, that statement right there is she's not going anywhere. We're not done with her yet. That is a real story. There's so much in that statement. She's not going anywhere. We're not done with her. And what I mean by that is the unspoken connotation of that, of you are here to serve me. You are here to serve me in this role. And I am in control of your career. That's what that says. It says, I'm not, I'm not done with her. So she's not complete. So I don't really, it doesn't matter to me what she wants. Do you feel the, the ownership there, the tokenism there, the, I am in charge of her. I'm not just in charge here. I'm in charge. So for everybody listening, there's just so much there. And you know what? And I'll just say this for maybe somebody who doesn't get it. It's just check that energy. If you're saying, you know what, that's something that I probably have said, or I would say, I just want you to sit with that and know that our dark past in this country connects to that sort of blind spot for this leader and the thought in the leader that a person who is responsible for their own career or or should be and has a stated desire to do something different, but the person that they're reporting into claims ownership and it's not about what she wants, it's about what we need. You know, one of the things... It's really interesting when you when you talk about the history of the black community in this country and the institution of slavery. Our journeys have been different. I think for most historical marginalized communities, there is that tension of ownership. Dee, I don't know if I've shared this with you. I may have shared this in a prior episode, but my grandfather was a freedom fighter against the British in India. And he was jailed over the course of many years. And my grandmother was left to raise 10 children on her own off and on. And so this idea of fighting for independence and freedom, ownership, shows up differently, certainly for you. And I want to acknowledge their different journeys. But I think that for anybody who identifies as being part of a historically marginalized community or group, that theme comes up and it's somehow tied to their history, whether we realize it or not. And that's why it's the difference between shock and trigger. I think I was just shocked and, in, and numbed by it. And now I can talk about it and I've processed it. But yes, I will never let... And no one, no one owns me or my career. 
We are all free agents. Just remember that. And that is when a boss is sabotaging your career, you hit the nail on the head. The number one job of leaders is to create more leaders. And if you feel like you own somebody and own their career, game over. You should not be leading. Yep. I love that. The role is to create, develop, advance, promote more leaders. That's that's your scorecard. Come on, somebody. That's the scorecard. Because you're only going to increase in value as a result of that. So for the leaders who do, you know, create, develop, advance, promote more leaders, you really stack the score, you stack your value as an inclusive leader and as as the leader and the leader, you know, of the day and the leader of the future. Because the leaders who are doing the opposite are really managers. They're glorified managers, to be quite honest. And their time is short. So the sabotage is just the absolute opposite of what leaders are called to do. The more leaders do to advance and promote or support their people, the more loyalty, trust you gain, you have to gain, you have, you have trust to gain loyalty. Sometimes then people don't want to leave and transition. They, they really feel a connection to the, to not only the mission, but the leader. So anyway, I wanted to add that based on my experience and expertise, and I know this is true for you, we can only talk about our own experiences and our community of women of color. Thank you, Brown Table Talk community. I have watched too many women of color who are in jobs five, six, seven, eight years. And I'm talking about entry to mid-level. I'm not talking about when you're CMO, because yes, those 10 years are longer. But my question is, who in the room is saying, why has Dee been in this role for seven years? What are we doing to advance her career? And anyone who challenges me, of course, love different perspectives. You might say that's also true for white men. Okay, but what I would argue is look at who is in our C-suites and boardrooms and on our leadership teams. The representation isn't where it's need to be, needs to be, right? So there is that piece of like talent hoarding, sabotaging career, all of those things. Because I wonder why are so many women that I know doing the same job for so many years and doing it really, really well and not advancing and not getting the promotions they have earned? And who's saying that out loud? right? I should be held accountable. If D has been as a manager on my team for six years, you better believe the leader of that division should come to Mita and say, Mita, what? I see D keeps getting good ratings. Why, why haven't we promoted her? Why is she in the same role? That's good. That's you. That's, that's on you because your job is to make sure she's set to do what she's meant to do next. That's the leadership we need in our workplaces. That's what's missing. That's what's missing to sabotage the sabotage. <laughs> yep, we need the leaders, the leader's scorecard to say, here's how to stop the sabotage. Ask the questions you should ask and connect the dots, right? Like you said, connect the dots. Well, the ratings, this doesn't make, make sense. Now, and some might say, well, I, I, you know, maybe some people, do you think some women don't want to be promoted? We should do that as an episode. There have been times in my career I don't want to be promoted. You know why? Because I don't want to work for that boss. <laughs> oh, I'm putting that in the parking lot. Someone and I had that conversation. Ah, that is I too much. I don't want the promotion. I don't want yeah, the promotion. Yeah, yeah. But other ways that, you know, sabotage shows up is definitely blocking 
the next role, right? So keeping you in place. I want to say this is a real thing. If you are working for, and Dee knows this, she works with Fortune 10, Fortune 50, Fortune 100. When you work for very large global organizations, this is a thing, friends. Your manager can block your promotion. They can block it. They can block you taking another assignment. Block, 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 block. Deep. didn't mean to interrupt, but wanted to emphasize that. That's a thing. That's definitely a thing. They're not ready. And then there's the bait and switch, the promise for promotion and or the promise for merit. It, that's the the line of sabotage, right? Blocking and keeping you in place, always kind of hoarding, the talent hoarding, as Mita mentioned. And so it just shows up as blocking promotion, blocking opportunities. I talked about the training on the front end, not raising your name. It's the opposite of what sponsors do. Sponsors raise your name and you know, put your name in the hat. And then it's all of the other things that we talk about on the show from whether it's, you know, gaslighting or, although some of that could be more toxic. So if we tease this out, let me stay right here with the theme. We tease it out, right? The sabotaging may not necessarily be toxic directly, but indirectly. It may not be micro aggressive or macros directly, but it just shows up in different ways, these experiences. But the sabotaging is more about your goal or desire is to advance and theirs is their desire and their goal is to keep you in place. So I think that's the biggest single theme and it happens blocking promotions, blocking your name, not advancing your name, not advancing you for opportunities definitely for training, but maybe even visibility and access opportunities. I think it's all of that. So it's so unfortunate. Yes, but a much needed conversation. Okay, Dee, here we are at the tips. We were talking about help. My boss is sabotaging your career. A great conversation. Here we are at the tips. Dee, I'm going to hand it to you for one and two. All right, so I'm going to share tip number one here, of course, and then I'm going to share at browntabletalkpodcast.com. So number one, watch for the signs of how your boss may be sabotaging your career. Tip number two is you can't be network skinny. And that means having conversations outside of your boss. You have to let other people know. You can't rely on your boss to be, as Mita might say, sole source, sole source relationship, sole source knowing, sole source advancing. All right. And then tip number three, over to you, Mita. Allies, this tip is for you. If you see that DC Marshall has been a senior manager for seven years, getting amazing ratings. Ask the question when you're in the talent review. Why is Dee still in this role? How are we advancing her career? What are our plans for her? Please, when you see something, say something, speak up. We need more leadership in our workplaces. And with that, friends, thank you so much for being here. We so appreciate you. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share it with someone who needs to hear it today. Please go review and subscribe, Roundtable Talk Podcast, and we will see you next time. Side effects of listening to Brown Table Talk may include allies unleashed, getting paid more, and a dose of badassery all the way around. More at www.browntabletalkpodcast.com. Podcast.com.